You're listening to My Rapids Real Estate Show on WFHR, that's AM 1320, and now 97.5 FM. We're bringing you real estate news for Wisconsin Rapids, Nakusa, and all of central Wisconsin. So welcome back. I'm Ben. And I'm Carrie Nikolai. And we're with Coldwell Banker Seward Realtors here in Wisconsin Rapids. And it is a balmy 70, or not 70, I was hoping 70, but 22. Well, we're not in Florida. We're in Wisconsin Rapids. I'm really hoping for that 70 degree weather to come back here, but, you know, I try. I try. Right now it's still winter. It is. But looking forward to new things, new fun things, changes in the community. Changes in the community. That C word is always hard to take, Mm -hmm. but the nice thing is, is when we hear that, we know that coal banker is pretty solid and we need to tweak a few things. And I think that's what's happening in our community. Some little tweaking's going on. So we have Jen in front of us on the microphone. We from do. Ruby Reds. From Ruby Reds. And it's more than just Ruby Reds. So we're going to kind of get jump right on into it. So Jen, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Excellent. So we kind of already hinted a little bit of tweaking going on in the Ruby Reds. I mean, we still, we love our Ruby Reds here in Wisconsin Rapids. And so kind of give us our, your good little backstory of, well, let's kind of start like probably pandemic part of it. I mean, you've been around in the community for, for years and how did you come into fruition of Ruby Reds? Uh, yeah, well, thanks for, thanks for having me again. And I'm so excited. Um, lots of things happened in post kind of COVID and all of that kind of stuff that transpired in 2020. My husband and I are dairy farmers who also raise beef. And one of the things that transpired was a meat crisis and the inability Mm -hmm. to get meat locally. So as farmers, we decided to venture out and and look and getting into the meat business, which brought us to a meat market in Anago, Wisconsin. And we purchased that in May of 2021 in order to do more farm to table. Now we ended up that that. Uh, path took us to looking at opening a store in Plover for our meat market. Uh, we're currently looking at the front end space of the old Shopco building that's getting reworked down there in front of Mission Coffee House. And when we were looking at that space, we were walking out at the same time some cranberry people were walking in. <laughs> and I spent some time working in the cranberry industry um, and worked with some great cranberry producers. So I made a phone call to say, gosh, wouldn't cranberries be a great tie-in to also agriculture coming farm to table? Mm -hmm. And I made a call to one of the cranberry growers that I know, and he says, I I wager a bet I know who that was. And he goes, I'm guessing it's the folks from Ruby Red's Cranberries. And I said, well, great. I'd love to talk with them and maybe see if there's some strategic partnerships that we can create to bring meats, cheeses, and cranberries uh, to our local communities. Well, uh, our paths crossed with Steve and Marcy Berlin, um, who owned Ruby Red's Cranberries. And we, we went out to dinner with them to talk about, you know, what that might look like. And they were looking to kind of retire and looking for options to transition their business and said, well, what do you think about maybe purchasing us and adding us into your storefronts and portfolio that way? And I made a call to uh, the cranberry grower that I know, uh, a guy by the name of Bill Hatch, who owns Cranberry Creek Cranberries. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'm in. Let's do this. So you got your dairy farmer, your beef farmer, and your cranberry uh, farmer coming together to say, let's bring local farm products to the the communities that we serve. So we purchased Ruby Reds in July of 2021. Um, The Berlins and the Hymans that previously owned it have been fantastic to work with. I couldn't be more blessed to know them and to have them uh, welcome us into the, the family that way and help us transition. But we did purchase it in July, and, and for those that are Ruby Red supporters, notice that we moved. You did. Uh, we did. We did. We moved to a larger location over by the old Shopco next to Hometown Pharmacy in order to give us some additional space to bring the meats from Anago down to allow us to do meats, cheeses, and cranberries. So we are expanding to more than just cranberries. That is very exciting. And the really neat thing is, is... It used to be in the old Blu-ray Cafe. So for those who are used to, where yep. is this? So it's the old Blu-ray Cafe. And it is so great kind of walking in there of there's so much now more room. Yes. And super excited to see what else is going to be coming. So w- let's focus a little bit about your your beef. Now, I'm a huge, 
I'm a huge beef fan. I love beef. Well, well, Carrie's got <laughs> so a culinary background, so, right. she's, so I got she's the, got the chef yeah. going on. So my favorite thing to do, so for many, many, many years, we always have, we have our beef guy. So we always bought our, our beef from, from Ted Volker, super great guy. And my children were raised up on grass-fed beef. And so my question to you about your beef is, is it grass-fed? Are they hormone-free? Are, are the cows hugged and loved? Well, uh, it's hard to hug them and love them in this kind of weather because none, none of us want to none of us want to get out there that much. But our um, animals are on pasture all uh, our beef are on pasture all summer long. Okay. One of the tricks to grass fed in the state of Wisconsin is you have harsher winters up here. Mm-hmm. So while there's a lot of great things about grass fed and grass fed uh, beef, we do that as much as we possibly can. However, sometimes it can be a little harsh on the animal to go all grass fed depending on winters, things like that. So we do supplement um, our beef with some uh, grain through the harsh parts of winter um, at certain periods of time. So they're predominantly grass-fed, predominantly uh, pasture-raised. Okay. uh, But because Wisconsin can be tricky as far as animal health goes, sometimes we do uh, finish off and supplement with grains. Right. We want to make sure that they're fed, that that they don't go hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. We like healthy cows. Um, But I will say we source from more than just our farm. So one of the things that's so important to people when it comes to meat is different styles and different types. And mm-hmm. so one of the things that we look at is opportunities to partner with other farms in the area. This isn't just about, you know, our beef and how, how we raise them. It's about what other providers we have for meats and products to to basically help meet the consumer demands. So, so if we're if we're a family that knows of this, we go through a half of beef per year. I mean, we're a family of three and our youngest loves his beef as well. He can he eats a quarter of a cow every year. But you know, if we're, we're, we know that that's what we want to do, can we just come to you guys and go, look, I do want to buy a half a cow and know that at some point we're going to get a half a cow from you guys. Can we order a cow like that or do we have to... We do, what do we do? Yes, we do currently out of Anagel sell halves, quarters, all of that stuff out of okay. the meat market directly. We're working hard right now to bring those services to Rapids um, and be able to custom um, uh, butcher for farmers in the area and for people looking just to get um, uh, access to the meat that they, de- that they desire. So mm-hmm. we absolutely have that available. Now we're just really working on that transition to bringing the meats to um, to Rapids. So, you know, there's things like freezers, coolers, logistics, all that stuff that we're still working out a lot of the details so on. So it's not going to be like a traditional butcher shop that we think of where you're going to be slicing the homemade um, bacon where we can, like over at Pete's Meat Market, that sort of thing. This is going to be all prepackaged, brought in, that sort of thing. It's not like I'm going to go in back and cut apart the cow and package it there. We do that in Anago okay. and transport that meat down. So you can special order a lot of things from us that we can we can specialty cut for you and bring down from Anago, but that really is where our production facility is. Okay. So what we're doing is we're going to be bringing down things to put on our shelves so people can come in and buy their steaks, their hamburgers, their pork chops, their bacon, all of that that has been processed, packaged, everything in Anago, Wisconsin. Also, you know, not that far from the community, but we're bringing it down and being able to get it to um, the folks here in Rapids. Um, And then eventually evolve that into, I mean, you can special, currently you can come in and special order your steaks, your your prime ribs, any of those types of things, and we'll get it here for you. Uh, In the future, we're just looking to carry more of that locally and be able to expand on that here locally. So because we were Cranberry Store first here... It's just a transition to being able to add meat slicers, all the fun stuff that comes along with with owning the meat market. But the goal is to provide as many products here, um, you know, pork, beef, all uh, raised by great uh, farmers all around the state of Wisconsin. And when I say all around the state of Wisconsin, there's different types of farms and we want to be able to have access to uh, the types of meats people are looking for. So. Mm-hmm. We work with some great pork producers. We work with some great beef producers and getting it here and getting it in freezers and uh, refrigeration is the trick right now. What about lamb? Lamb. We do do some lamb in Anago as well. Nice. Uh, again, a lot, of that, lamb person. <laughs> a lot of that. 
a lot of that is special orders. So when we know that someone needs a lamb um, or, you know, anything of the sort like that, we can source that, get it in and, and get people what they're looking for. So a lot of that's custom order versus having it available right in the shop. All well, right, that's and, be awesome. and how about poultry? We do offer poultry. Now, I don't know how many people know this. You can't have a, a, a facility production carry both poultry and beef and pork. They can't be processed in the same area because okay. poultry is a little bit more tricky to, it's a little bit more uh, susceptible. And so um, we have to bring in the the um, chicken, turkeys, things like that, that we uh, put out on our shelves. So while that isn't custom produced there in Anago, um, we do have some um, Amish chicken uh, farms, things like that, that we bring uh, chicken products in from. Okay. I'm excited about the lamb. I'm yeah. Have to order a lamb. <laughs> so many, many moons ago, we had... We had our beef guy, we had a chicken guy, and we had a, a lamb guy. So we would order everything, all, you know, through local people, again, trying to support the local business. But the chicken, the people who raised the chickens, all of the kids went off to school. And so that kind of died away. And then the lamb people moved away. And so my children kind of went many years without the proper, what they claim to be proper chicken and proper lamb. Because they're like, it right. tastes different from the store. Well, this was all nicely, they were well-cared-for animals. So, right. Well, and that's the trick is, is finding the producers now because mm-hmm. so much of that is thinned out uh, that we're very blessed. My husband and I have been involved in both local agriculture and national. He was an outstanding young farmer, national winner uh, back in 2018. So we've made some great connections along the way and we're able to find and source um uh, good meats. One of the our favorite times of the year is fair time. I mean, we source, oh, yeah. we buy market animals from kids showing at the fair, and we're able to sometimes bring those through the store as well. And we did some lamb at that time of year, uh, purchasing from some 4-H kids that you know put their heart and soul into their animals. So it is super fun that time of the year because you're actually purchasing animals from kids that really had that animal from baby up and and are raising them for those purposes. So anytime we can get involved and support those kind of activities, we love to do so. But agriculture is tricky. I mean, whether we're Mm -hmm. talking cranberries, cheese, or meats, you know, consumers like different things. And we look, one of the big foundations of what we look at from being the farmers, um, bringing the meats in is sustainability. So we are looking at, you know, what's sustainable, what's in the best interest of the animal, what's in the best interest of um, the consumer, and really trying to balance that out with all of the farms that we work with. So um, something that's super important to us, whether it's cranberries, whether it's meat, uh, or whether it's blueberries, we carry some of those sweet and dry blueberries, cherries, you name it. Uh, so they're all coming off of um, what we call just great best choice farms. So we have a best choice farms campaign to really try to link the products you buy in the store to farms we truly source from. Okay. Excellent. It'd be kind of cool to do like a farm tour type of thing, you know, with those farms that you source from and kind of coordinate that, hey, we're having a blueberry day. And, you know, get a group of people and maybe rent a bus or something and do a tour of the blueberry farm. Right. You know? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's absolutely fun to do. Connect people to those agriculture, any t- to that agriculture anytime you can. Now, blueberries and cherries, you find them closer to the Great Lakes region. Right. So you have to travel a little bit farther to get to some blueberries and cherries. However, um, there are some great producers in the state uh, with regards to blueberries and cherries as well. So it's been kind of fun. For me, I'm just so blessed in in working with these stores and doing this farm to table to see so many different producers in so many different markets. We've we we're, we just met this past weekend a vineyard that's here in the state of Wisconsin growing grapes and making their own wines, and we're looking to bring their products into the store. And so, you know, there's just so much versions of agriculture that we're just excited to be able to bring a lot of that through the store uh, into the community. So, whether it's cranberries, blueberries, cherries, meats. Cheeses, you name it, we'd like to to be able to connect the consumer to the agriculture here. Well, and we work with a lot of buyers who come in from outside of the area, outside of the state even, and they're just amazed at kind of our culture here. You know, they, they always talk about when we see so many homes, wow, every home has like a bar in their basement. What's up with that? I'm like, it's a Midwestern thing, right? Um, and all of our wonderful produce and cranberries and all that stuff that we can source locally they're just amazed that here a little t- 
town in central Wisconsin, you know, we're 20,000 people and we can get access to this really, really, really good quality stuff. Um, and just how crazy we are about cranberries. You are oh in cranberry country here. Absolutely. It's what it, it's a state fruit for one. Uh, and for two, I think we have the largest independent grower of cranberries in the world here in the state of Wisconsin, not far from, from Rapids, but we also have just so many great cranberry producers. I mean, you can't, I love the, the city does that, that cranberry tour, the mm-hmm. cranberry highway, I think they call yeah. it, where you can go and, and see different marshes and things like that. So that anytime you can connect people to the food around them is just super cool to me. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think I'm done with the meat part <laughs> on this because covered my topics. Found my lamb person. You found your lamb. I found my found lamb. We're going to make your <laughs> Only rolls, took me 12 years, but I found my lamb. <laughs> So back to Ruby Reds. So you purchased Ruby Reds. It's been a great staple here in in Rapids. Um, any changes are coming? Um, the products and services that Ruby Reds has always offered are going to continue. Those same products and services are going to be available in the store. So if you're used to buying those chocolate coated cranberries or the sweet and dried cranberries or any of our trail mixes, all those products stay the same. They're Ruby Reds, uh, products that we're proud to continue to carry. And you carry those in different sizes yet too. So if you just needed a sample pack of, I'm not sure if I'm really going to like this flavor, you got the samples packs all the way up to, I can buy this in bulk. Yes, absolutely. So you can buy those in all different sizes. Come in, try them out. Uh, the wines we've always carried, we're continuing to carry. We're just expanding upon that. That was the part of growing. So mm-hmm. it's not that you ever, if you fell in love with something that you have at Ruby Reds, guess what? We fell in love with it too. So it's uh, it's on the shelf, still there. Biggest changes happening at Ruby Reds is the name on the front of the store is changing. Okay. Uh, and when we say that, we are 45 mercantile. So the mercantile is encompassing meats, cheeses, cranberries, and more, but we will always be featuring Ruby Red's cranberries and 45 meats. So 45 meats is our meat market in Anago. Okay. So 45 Mercantile was created and then we found Ruby Red's. So our storefronts are 45 Mercantile, but featuring Ruby Red's cranberries. So you'll still see the Ruby Red stickers on the doors. You'll still see that uh, all the way through all of our stores. And for we and we do also wholesale Ruby Red's products. So mm-hmm. they are carried even in some local stores as well. Feltz's Dairy and Plover, uh, and Plover carries it, as well as some other um, uh, area, uh, fantastic area stores as well. So we do continue to wholesale the Ruby Red's product as well. Uh, so no, none of that changes, but that front end store might have a different signage on the front. So we're still going to have our cranberry um, brats and all the pizzas and, and everything, all the frozen foods that's there, the cheesecakes, they're staying, right? All of the, yeah, yeah. Farmhouse, uh, the, the lady that does all of our, our baking here locally, uh, she is going to continue to provide us those great pies, uh, the chicken pot pies, all of that good stuff. Uh, I know one of the big questions has been we've carried Nola Czech brats for the longest time. And so Nola Czech meats has been a staple product that does carry our cranberry rice brats. Those are not going away. We love Nola Czechs. We've got a great relationship with them as a fellow meat producer. And you are still going to be able to come in and also select your awesome Nola Czech brats as well. So those staple products you're talking about not going away. All right. Excellent. So some of the winery wines that you do carry, you carry the Parallel 44 line. Yep. That is going to be stand along with, I want to say it's the Three Lakes. The Three Lakes, yep. The Three Carolina Lakes is going to be stand. Sunset then, Point. Yep. And then there's another one in Wisconsin that I'm going to try to... Um, Lauterbach? Think, nope, that's not the one I'm thinking of. I'm trying to think of the other ones that we have. Um, it's a very popular one. It's got the fence on the uh, label. I'm hoping you're helping me out. I have not seen it. So I don't know. It's down south. That's where I know. It's down south. Their sister winery is in um, something creek. Simon Creek? No, not oh. Simon Creek. Yeah. Do you oh. now know which one I'm I'm thinking of? Mm-hmm. I can see the creek part right on the label. Right. I just can't put the front of it right. together. Right. Fawn Creek? Fawn Creek. That is correct. There's we another one. We do carry Fawn Creek. I'm going to have to like Google it. I don't have my phone on me, but <laughs> that's okay. next week we are going to definitely say which wine is going to be in there because it's been a very good staple in yes. Wisconsin. If you think of Wisconsin wines, this one is like the top one that most people are very familiar with that is carried in your store. Yep. Um, I'm going to keep thinking about it. 
Yeah, the only uh, the only changes that we've made, be it in wine or other products, would be things that are no longer available or we can't get. So okay. um, there has been a couple of like wines or sparkling ciders that we used to carry that we are still trying to track down but aren't available currently. Are you going to look into bringing on any beers? I don't uh, think you have beer yet in your store. Are you going to be looking at doing that? We don't currently have beer in the store. It's not necessarily something we have in the near future, but we have looked at different options for just expanding on that section. Um, and we carry a ginger beer right now, which is uh, non-alcoholic to mix with your your cranberry vodka to make yourself a good Moscow mule. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, we do want to expand. And that was the whole purpose of getting into that bigger space is to really expand on those products and bring more things in. That isn't something that we have currently on the docket, but certainly something that we want to consider as we continue to grow. Are you going to be carrying like wine glasses, wine openers, and all the, the fun little wine stuff that goes the along with keys, yeah. Yeah. The Carry all the extra accessories. Yeah, the accessories. <laughs> we would absolutely love to carry more of that stuff. However, we do want to make sure we have room in the store to carry the, the products produced here uh, locally. So while we do occasionally carry some of those types of products uh, and we'll, if we have good suppliers for them, we'll certainly uh, add some of those in for that gifting side of things. Uh, but right now our focus has really been on how do we take care of the farmers in the area to ensure um, that they are uh, able to supply or to be able to, um, we're able to get those products on the shelves. Um, one of the biggest challenges in the last couple of years has been, it hasn't been fun for farmers. Um, there's been a lot of supply chain issues, a lot of issues with trying to get, get their products to the market, especially larger meat producers, or not larger meat producers, but meat producers who usually funnel through larger, uh, conglomerates. They're having trouble. Uh, the state's got a bunch of programs out there right now, really trying to help, um, businesses like ours really try to cater to those farmers because of some of the challenges that they've been facing. So our primary focus out of the gates has really been how do we get the products and services um, produced here locally onto the shelves for consumers to buy. So that's been our primary focus, not to say that we aren't going to continue to add fun stuff because we love adding fun stuff and checking stuff out. Oh, the stuff fun stuff out. is always fun. I, yeah, so we're always checking stuff out. Right now, our biggest point of focus has been our, you know, meeting with our local producers and making sure that the products are, are available to go out onto the shelves. All right, good. So now I have an idea, being on the consumer end of things, um, do you have any way of like uh, getting creative with assistance for your customers to like pair different meals together, meal ideas, um, maybe, you know, do this lamb with this wine or, you know, production, that type of thing? Yes. And we have some, you are not talking to the, you are not talking to the culinary expert. My husband does a lot of the, he loves uh, messing around with the meats, things like that. But our um, butcher in Anago also does some great stuff as far as pairing. But one of the things you'll notice is our biggest Facebook presence right now is Ruby Reds. Uh, So we still are out there on Facebook with Ruby Reds. And we have a couple of individuals that love to play with recipes and do different things. And so we just had um, one of the gals in the store make cheesecake with our cranberry syrup on it. Um, We have um, salads people are making with the sweet and dried um, marinades for meat that include cranberry, uh, using the cranberry syrups and things like that. We have some vinegars. And so we are slowly starting to add more and more. When somebody has something fun that they've created with one of our products, we love to share it. So uh, some people have secret recipes they're not so willing to share. Uh, they tell me how amazing it is, but they aren't always willing to share with me their recipe. But uh, we just had a gal recently do salmon with our cranberry mustard. Um, and we had shrimp done with um, the same thing. And so we want to try to get more and more of that shared uh, on the on the Facebook page because they are such great products. But it is hard sometimes to know, what do I do, what do, I do with this? Right. Um, and so more and more of those are trailing in and more and more of those we'd love to share. So, And anybody who buys our product, we would love for them to come in and, and share those recipes with us because we would love to share them as well if they're willing to share their family secrets. So if, so say that, you know, it's coming Mother's Day weekend. So mom's birthday, Valentine's Day is coming up. Do you guys do like gift baskets? Can we call and say, hey, you know, mom's birthday's next month. Can you put together a gift basket? Do you guys cater to that kind of aspect of just 
go around the store, put something in a basket, make it look pretty so I look awesome. We do uh, a number of different things gifting-wise. Actually, it's one of our most popular things is people come to us for a lot of gifting. Christmas time is amazing at Ruby Reds um, because we got buzzing gifts happening all over the place. It's so hard to buy for people sometimes, and sometimes those uh, consumables are non-consumables because we have some of those in the store as well. Just make the perfect gift. And so we often have, or we always try to have, gifts, gift baskets pre-made out in the store for you to grab and go if necessary. Mm-hmm. But what's awesome is the ladies in the store are so amazing at making gifts. So a lot of times people will come in and say, I have a tricky mother-in-law I have to buy for. What might she like? And we will walk around the store with them or they'll give us a budget and we'll put it together for them. Uh, so we basically help uh, anybody with any of those gifting needs. We have some people that just call the store, tell us roughly what they want. We throw it in a gift basket and ship it out for them. So we actually ship right from Ruby Reds as well. So if you're looking to send a gift off to somebody out of the area and you want to give them a taste of Wisconsin, we're happy to to help that uh, help them do that as well. So gift baskets, gift boxes, all of that is our specialty, and we love to do that. But when you're speaking of Mother's Day or you're speaking of uh, Valentine's Day, what better than some prime ribs, some wine, and some chocolate-covered uh, I was going to wonder, you know, so, so mm-hmm. we, you know, can we do, you know, a gift basket up with the meat in there? Or is it best to, because, I mean, obviously it's perishable. It needs to be kept cold. <laughs> I mean, it's not like something we can put together tonight and maybe tomorrow they come and pick it up. So how is right. that, how, are, how is that going to be looking as far as the meat gift basket? I mean, I think of a box of meat of... Here you go. Yeah, a lot of times we'll separate those out. The meat will go in a box that goes in the the fridge or freezer, and the other gift basket will be done up with the bow and all of that. But we have done, you know, some sausage, some cheese in a basket that's going to be given pretty quickly mm-hmm. um, because it's a little bit more shelf-stable than the meats. But if we're talking meats for a second— One of the things I think it's important for consumers to understand is when we're bringing meats into the store, frozen is usually how we're bringing them. And a lot of people say, well, why are they frozen? We don't use the same preservatives that a grocery store uses that allows that to sit on the shelf at a refrigerated temperature lawn. Our best way to capture freshness is to freeze it immediately after uh, we produce it so that the minute you put it in your refrigerator and you're you're looking to use it, you get the most out of it. Mm -hmm. So I do know that's a question that we get asked a lot of times is, you know, your your stuff's coming down frozen. When we don't use a lot of preservatives, that is the best way to capture uh, the freshness and be able to make it live long in your refrigerator when it comes time for you to um, to take it out and put it in the fridge. Excellent. And then I know that, that in the store, do you guys still have the really cool cheese trays? Had the really cool cutting boards. Yes. And yep. again, state all locally. Yep. yep. State of Wisconsin. Yeah. It's, you know, it's super fun to l- learn about the people that provide uh, stuff for our stores. We have a judge in town or a retired judge in town that makes little honey, uh, those like honey dippers mm-hmm. out of wood in his shop in the back. And, and you know, he, he comes in with his, his amounts. We also have or, and a lady that paints ornaments and we have uh, a gal that makes mittens. Our mittens are super popular, um, but they're all these people and we get to see them all the time. They make soaps. They make um, one of our soap per, um, makers is right here in Rapids as a cranberry grower's wife cre- has used the cranberry seed to make soaps uh, in other great products. So it's so awesome to meet uh, the the woodworkers, the ornament makers, um, and, and I get think to that's know the neat part about it because it's again, it's the whole entire supporting local. You know, it's a local company that's supporting another local company. That's it's like wow, we yep. have so many talented people in our small little community. Absolutely. When you think about it, because you know, it's kind of neat to see. Of you know, what, yeah, this is a hobby of mine. I just sit down and just whittle away and. Here's your honey dippers. And- oh, it is so much fun to meet those people and hear their stories and how they got started doing what they're doing and mm-hmm. and to be able to bring those products out to the consumer. That's my favorite part. Honestly, my favorite part is whenever they come to drop off their stuff because I get to learn about who they are, get to meet them, um, and get to find out you know more about the products that we're selling. And and some of the ladies sometimes tease me because I ask too many questions and I like want to know everything. So, um, but. Agriculture has been our passion for so many years, and we're so used to dairy and we're so used to beef that it's so much fun to learn about, you know, other people's trades or other people's um, uh, backgrounds. So that has been a, a super awesome. We're so blessed to know so many good producers. So new changes coming up. 
let's tap, let's kind of tap into that of, you know, new changes besides the name and, and what you're going to be doing. What have you done to the, to the store itself to transform it from the Blu-ray Cafe into your new store? Do you redo flooring? Are we repainting walls? Or is all that done before you moved in? So the Blue Play Cafe, um, when we took over, there were some staples left in from the Blue Play Cafe um, that you'll still see in the store today. If you'll remember their long counter that they had, and on it they had a walk by faith uh, site on, or a sign on the front. And it's been cool that that still is sitting in the same place uh, where that was. And, and for those of you that were in the Blue Play Cafe and really remember the um, – kind of the the decor and different things that were in there, you'll you'll pick up on some staples that remain. And one of the things that uh, some customers have picked up on is when you walk out of the building, it used to say blessings on your day from the Blue Play Cafe. It still says blessings on your day. We just took off the Blue Play Cafe. So they had some really good, what we would call like just blessings from that particular store that you'll still see kind of um, throughout that front end of that store. Now, we had to, you know, paint and do some different things. There was a wall that we had to we had to build. It's 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 been under construction for a little bit. We we have that kind of shoring up now. Um, and as far as the back of the building, I know a lot of people ask, where did all that playground equipment go? Mm-hmm. Well, we may or may not have, you know, had a, a little fun with it in, in the interim, but uh, that has been donated to a church um, and has been removed. So no more playing in the back for us. But um, it, it is cool to see some of that character left behind from, you know, what was a really good uh, business here in Rapids as far as, you know, a lot of people used to going there and seeing those types of things. So it's kind of cute that people will come in and say, I remember that. Or, you know, that that phrase is still there. Um, and and that's been kind of fun to have people connect to. And it- Again, you mentioned the Facebook page. Is there a website? RubyRuds.com is still uh, active. We also have, and that will continue to be active, uh, we also have 45Mercantile.com. And so 45Mercantile.com is where we're going to be bringing together all of the products and services to feature more of the meats and the cheeses that will be headed headed down to uh, Rapids. And so they can also check that out as well. Um, but honestly, the the uh, Ruby Reds Facebook page and Instagram, uh, those are like the places we're constantly kind of notifying people because believe it or not, our, I mean, our following here in Rapids has been awesome. And so we just want to stay connected to those people. So we're just keeping that going and, and doing our best to keep people up to date there. So And a really neat thing that Ben had found out is he was over there, you know, gave his email address and it sent over some breads. Fiddle bread. Fiddle bread. How did we not mention fiddle bread? I know. I knew that there was something else we were supposed to mention. But yes, the the emails of all the fun recipes that you do have. Yeah. So if you want to touch on that. So the fiddle, do you guys, or have you guys had the fiddle bread from the fiddle bread maker? No, I have not. He's another one of our great, oh, he, Joe, uh, Joe Huffman, um, he works for Mid-State and one of his passions is bread. And so every, most every Friday nights, he is baking bread until like two, three in the morning. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember that one of the last times this winter, one of the, you know, the worst blizzard we had this winter, Joe had bread waiting for us that next morning. And I was like, are the plows even out at that time? Like, how did you get us this bread? And he fresh breaks, bakes this bread in a co-op kitchen and he brings it to us to sell Saturday mornings. Now, because his bread is so popular, in order to ensure that you get it, it there's an email list that you can get on. And so that pre, you got to pre-order it. Pre-order. We do have extras that he brings and we put in the store. But I'm telling you, if you're not there by like 10 in the, I mean, like 1030 in the morning, I mean, ciabatta just flies off the shelf. Um, but he does have some fun breads and it, it, they do go fast, but there are some extras, but the best way is to get on his list. And it's always a different bread. Like you're constantly mm-hmm. trying new things. Uh, so I, my, my family laughs cause whenever I'm down there on a Saturday, I never come home without bread. So, um, and there's it, something to be said about fresh homemade bread. It's so oh my much goodness. better. It's so delicious. Mm-hmm. And um, I keep asking Joe when he's going to full-time bake for it, you know, bring us bring us bread every day. And he keeps telling me that I probably wouldn't 
uh, farewell eating bread every single. I probably shouldn't shouldn't do that, but uh, no, he's just a local guy that's got a passion about bread, and his passion shows every single week when he brings us his masterpieces. And um, we're so blessed that we are one of the uh, people that can provide his bread to the consumers. So okay, so is there any other little tiny hidden gems that we have totally forgot about that we should know about? So, um, everybody I think knows about our sweet hot pepper relish, right? It's like the number one mm-hmm. seller in the store I, is public service announcement. It does not have cranberries in it, but it is one of our, our hot sellers. If you haven't tried it, mix it with some cream cheese. You'll be the hit of any party. Um, so that is, that is one of our, our well-knowns. Um, I, you know, and the taffy, the taffy, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we can't say the taffy is from Wisconsin because where is the, the taffy capital of the world? That's right. Utah, right? Mm-hmm. So I hate to break it to you that that comes to us from Utah from some great taffy makers out there. Uh, small small group of taffy makers, but uh, certainly we got to support Utah on that in in the salt the salt uh, uh, salt water taffy uh, area. Now another hidden gem though that I will say that most people have probably have not tried in that we have a gal that's been doing a lot of things with and she swears by it now is our cranberry vinegars and our cranberry res- raspberry vinaigrettes. So if you haven't tried them, if you haven't cooked with them, if you haven't used them, I would say those are hidden gems because maybe they, they aren't as something people think of, but um, certainly something that uh, is worth a try because they're they're really good along with our cranberry syrup because our cranberry syrup you think of syrup it means pancakes but syrup is so many other things uh, mm-hmm. like I said on cheesecakes on uh, uh, um, and in drinks in, oh yes you, you know can, in drinks all of those types of things so uh, lots of hidden gems so I think people come to Ruby Reds for their favorites but they forget like. There's some other things there to grab off the shelf and give a try to um, if you haven't tried it before. So not many things that that uh, I haven't tried. I have literally, we eat cranberries all the time now. It's fantastic. Who knew that you can do so much with a cranberry? Yes. Yeah. But It's the superfood. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. And they're so healthy. The problem is consuming them raw or on their own. I don't know. Is anyone in here ever tried a... Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. oh yeah. Yes. Little bit tougher to uh to palate than the sweetened dries and the chocolate covers and the wine versions, but uh such great health benefits to the cranberry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My son used to work for Ocean Spray. So oh. he would every once in a while come home, you know, with a bag of cranberries. Yeah. So had a huge stockpile of cranberries because almost like every day he came home with a with a bag of cranberries. So I did gra- cranberry smoothies. Oh. And they were so good. I'm like, oh, this is really great. I'm like, this is how I can use them up. I wonder how long it would take for me to use up his supply of cranberries. Right. And it took a while, but they were really the best cranberries, you know, cranberry smoothie I've ever had. It was just yep. cranberry and the smoothie mix and yeah, off I went. I mean, it was really nice. It doesn't take, yeah, it doesn't take much to mix with them to do that. We do have a local gal that um, does the unsweetened dried cranberries, mm-hmm. um, and those um, are are really great. I think people think of the sweetened dried cranberries as a snack. When you get the unsweetened dried cranberries, they're great in your oatmeals and your yogurts in your... Uh, you know, some of those blends that you're doing where you can get away from necessarily necessarily having to have the sugar uh, mixed into the cranberry. So I do also recommend for anyone who's health conscious and looking at those types of things, those unsweetened cranberries are great for just topping off some mm-hmm. uh, some of your breakfasts, your yogurt, you know, breakfast foods, whether it be yogurt, oatmeal, you name it, definitely uh, worthwhile checking those out too. Yes. And then they're more shelf stable than having to, you know, look at freezing them long term or, or whatnot. You can buy them and use them over a little bit of time and not have to worry about it as much. Mm-hmm. Than, Correct. Than the versus fresh the ones. fresh, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Versus the fresh ones that you have to freeze in order to capture, um, to capture that. It, it is interesting because cranberries all come in in one season, right? I think sometimes people, you know, in in other areas, you can you can kind of grow things all throughout the year or have produce all throughout the year. Cranberries, you get them one time a year to harvest, so. Uh, and boy, is harvest fun around here. For anyone new to the area or anyone moving to the area, oh man, harvest time is fun. There's lots of different events going on around harvest time and definitely mm-hmm. worth checking out if you're visiting or... And it's so pretty with the fall colors and then that just that bright red that those cranberries are once they start taking them off the vine. I mean, it is really, really pretty. 
Right. Absolutely. So definitely worth checking out any local tours uh, or any of that Cranberry Highway. I mean, you're sometimes we take for granted when we live in a community, what beauty is around us, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you go someplace and you would deliberately travel. Well, when you live here, I mean, there's just, there's some cool things to check out as well. Right. We've driven past this marsh every single day and it, it's just here. Yeah. And it's, we totally kind of miss that. Yeah. It's right here in our backyard. Yeah, there's some great marshes, literally just not even a mile hardly out of town. Hop on a bicycle, drive past them, you know. I mean, you can get out and get your exercise while also taking in a pretty cool crop that and comes the, around. The the owners of those marshes are very super friendly. You know, if they're out there and you have a question, you know, they're happy to talk about their their harvest. They're happy to talk about what they're growing and how they grow it and stuff like that. I mean, I've yet to meet one you know, upset, you know, I don't want to be asked any questions, you know, go away type of thing. But they're super happy about it. Of Yeah, I want to explain what this cranberry is and how it grows and all the fun stuff. And just the, the farmers are just awesome. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. And the ones that we we have met with and talked with, I mean, certainly just love the fact that, I mean, they're not only producing agriculture here locally, but they're a tourism. I mean, Wisconsin Rapids is a tourism for you. I mean, we get people in the store from Oregon and all sorts of different places that are coming to Wisconsin to experience this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they're just super eager. Now, the trick is catching them. They harvest fast. They do. So they move across those marshes pretty quickly. So our customers during that period of time, the hardest part is figuring out which route they should take because so quickly those those cranberries, I mean, you're talking a month's time frame, you're getting all this crop in. So mm-hmm. the trick is catching them. It is. It's We should make a game out of that come harvest time. See which, far, see which farms you can catch before they move on to the next one because uh, they've, they've really honed in their production skills and they move pretty quick. So when we're trying to direct people, mm-hmm. one day they could be there and the next day they're, they're on to the next marsh. So it's kind, right, of a and cat, it all, it's kind of a cat and mouse game at harvest time. And it all depends on what kind of cranberries they're actually growing because some need to be harvest end of July, beginning of August. Some you have to do in September, October. And, you know, depending upon who it is and what berry they're growing, there's different harvest periods throughout the whole entire, their growing season. Right. They're, September through November is when the predominant will get harvested and it's all based on color. Did mm-hmm. you know that? Like you yep. have to, once you harvest early, get a little less color. Once you harvest late, get a little more. So that gives your juice blends different colorings. It gives your juice pre- uh, blends different things. And so, yeah, they, they slowly take them in so that they can make sure that they have the different variations of color, different very I mean who knew there was even so many versions of cranberries yes um but in essence that's really what they're doing is is ensuring that they get the right amount of mix for colors and Mm -hmm. stuff for their juice concentrates things like that so as we look forward into the rest of 2022 what what's the thing that really excites you the most what 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 are you looking forward to the the one like little golden nugget that you're like I'm so excited about this oh I'm always excited it's hard to make me not excited. Um, I guess what I am most excited for looking at 2022 is, I mean, my husband and I, our business partners um, in the Cranberry, we don't, we're getting to know so many great people. And I look at 2022 and go, gosh, who, who am I meeting around the next corner? Like, what is this next um uh, part look like, um, and and just being able to expand those relationships and really get to know whether it be a producer or a customer walking in the store, knowing people's stories and hearing people's stories. I guess uh, that excites me. Um, it's exciting that we potentially will hopefully get our store in Plover opened up uh, before too long. Uh, for those of you that have worked with, you know, the whole building side of things and all that. There's, there's been some delays, you know, so we've had some setbacks, but, uh, I am super excited to, to be able to, uh, uh, open that store as well. Um, and, you know, see what all this community is all about. Uh, we, we're outside of the area, um, you know, up near, near the Wasa area. Our cranberry growers are down in Nasita. We love this community. I, I had no idea when I, a good friend of mine, um, owns the space we rent now. And he kept saying to me before we bought Ruby Reds, you got to go to Rapids. You Rapids is you, you have to go there. I said, is it because you have a space there? (laughs) And he's like, no, I'm telling you, you have to go to Rapids. And so then 
you know, the good Lord took us on a journey to introduce us to Steve and Marcy Berlin. And here we end up in Rapids and I totally get it now. Mm-hmm. I, when Christmas time hit, I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. I was like, is this when people get angry and crabby and like, I'm going to stress out in my retail job. Like I literally went into Christmas. I have never met so happy, so many happy. I had so much fun over Christmas down here in Rapids and just getting to know people who were coming into the store and telling their stories. And then during the harvest season, the people traveling here, I've never met a nicer community. And we have a ton of retired teachers that work in our store and the, the people that they know, the, uh, the conversations that take place in the store, uh, is so much fun. I, it's absolutely my, my happy place. Um, and, and just sitting there and hearing people's stories and getting to meet so many great people. So I'm glad I heeded his, his, his advice and ventured into rapids. Uh, but I, I, you're so for those people moving to the area, I mean, you got the lakes, you got the cranberry marsh. There's so much to offer here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, you know, who knew not living too far away, how much gems there were here in rapids. So for you guys selling homes, doing things with the, in, in the housing market, I mean, what, what a great community to be able to showcase, uh, and to be able to offer people the, the ability to reside in, you mm-hmm. know, I mean to, or second homes. I mean, that's, I didn't even realize this was such a big yeah. second home second home market. We get a lot of people that come up for the summers and mm-hmm. they were coming in buying their brats to throw on the grill and, and happy, you know, just out of other markets. So I, things I didn't know about rapids. Mm-hmm. It, it's a really neat area and we're just far enough off of the interstate that it's still the, you know, kind of secluded gem type of deal, but we've got major state highways coming through the area that is really easy for transportation. Um, and now with the, airport being upgraded and all that money spent a couple of years ago on it, you know, the aircraft coming in, it's far easier to do that. We can cater to more people. Yeah. And then head down to the lakes and the golfing. It, mm-hmm. it, it's really neat to be here. Absolutely. I Gorgeous think, country with the river and everything you, it's just beautiful here. Mm-hmm. I know that's one of the things with you, Carrie, too, is meeting people, you know, and we get so many different diverse people coming in looking for houses you know, and now we get to talk to business owners like yourself and, and meeting new people and connections in the community. I think that's one of the reasons why you like to being on the Chamber of Commerce Ambassadors. Yeah, it is really great. You know, we get to meet all the, the new owners. So when a business gets gets a new owner, we get to meet them. We get to have the ribbon cutting. We get to spend an afternoon with you guys and just kind of like hear your guys' story. We'll get to that ribbon cutting. We are going to get to that <laughs> we'll ribbon cutting. We'll get to that ribbon cutting. Because I'm going to make sure Hannah knows that she needs to get a hold of you and just kind of, you know... Come say hi. Yeah, I'm pretty we sure that chamber. they have done the we meet and greet ready with yeah. them. So, but yeah, I mean, just get that ribbon cutting in there so that way everyone knows that you've moved and it's a great time. I mean, I love being part of the chamber and they're they're great at trying getting the name out and getting the help that you guys need. So if you needed anything, it's sure. call the chamber. They they can help you with it. And school districts, didn't your principal? Well, you had a principal in town here. Just suddenly, it, it was uh a, like. Uh, given a opportunity to go uh, on a national level because of some recognition to your to a principal here locally, I mm-hmm. know that um, we had sent some product off. I believe she was in D.C. We sent some product off with her to D.C. Um, uh, well, she got her recognition too. So, gosh, good community, good schools, good. What else can you ask for, right? Right. And now good food. And now good, good food. F- <laughs> always good food. We, we've always had good food. It's just getting the. Uh, the word out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, thanks for coming over and chatting with us. Thanks so much for having me. All right. You have a great evening. So that was exciting having Jen. It is. And it's Wollersheim. She just left the building and I just remembered the wine. So it's Wollersheim Winery. Wollersheim Winery. Yes. Yeah. And it's down um, Sun Prairie. Prairie right. du Sac. Yes. Yeah, south and west, I believe. Somewhere in that corner. It's one of my least favorite Wisconsin wines, but it's like the most commercialized that, that I've noticed. Yes. Yep. I know that every single time someone says Wisconsin wine, it's Wollersheim usually comes to the top of the list. 
in our house, it's always parallel 44. And, you, you know, conversation with people, these things are very individual. Mm-hmm. And we tend to think, oh, my goodness, there are so many other better options that, um, see, now when I, when we go around and we were doing the wine tastings and samplings and stuff. Right. Which um, we still do. Okay. But we haven't done it in a couple months. Oh, I know. So this is in the past, right? It is. Yeah. Right. Um, and I, I noticed that some wineries, their, their wines are, are more syrupy almost. They're, they were bigger bodied, mm-hmm. but not so much in flavor as in texture. And then other ones are more like watered down yes. almost. So it, it's hard to describe, but you know it when you taste it. Correct. So I, I've always thought of the, the Wollersheim being more commercialized and it's just a little bit less um, full of a wine. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. You know, other people like it that way and think the opposite way is distasteful. Right. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it really great. I I know that, like I said, it's one of the more well-known wineries mm-hmm. in Wisconsin. We've had a lot of new ones kind of pop up within the last 10 years of really great wines that are out there and which is really great. I always like to see new wines come out and, you know, to go and try and taste. We found the Simon Creek right. in Door County. That was super nice. Cute little winery. Just kind of tucked away in, in a little tiny corner, but really great wines. There's a, a lot of wines that have wineries that have popped up over in that Fox Valley area. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, between Door County and all the way down that side of the, the state, because it is more temperate, like we had it said. Is. So it's, yeah, we could go on and on about wines. Oh, yeah, we, we could really probably could. talk for like days. And then meads, you know, mm. honey wines. Yes. And then brandy, which is whiskeyed wines, mm-hmm. wines that have been extra fermented and whatnot. Right. And then, oh my goodness, yeah, and how they cross over and take the barrel from the wine and the whiskey and then put your beer in it to get that extra flavor. Oh my goodness. We could go on for, for hours. We should find a uh, a winery, and see if we can get a winery on. Well, there's not one in Wisconsin Rapids. There is not. We have a brewery now. We do. We um, should see if Brandon, if Brandon can come on and talk about his beers. Or send one of the brewers. Mm-hmm. The the brew makers, masters. The brew makers. So I have been in contact. Um, okay. We're working on it. Some logistical things. So okay. I think that would be exciting. I mean, if we have to go to the brewery, we, that would be okay. It, we've got a mobile mobile show. We are very mobile. We can can do on-site. Um, so just to wrap up this first hour, what we're going to talk about in the next hour is a lot of the real estate stuff that has gone on in 2021. We, we're kind of going to Wrap up some market numbers. Awesome. Um, I believe you had gotten a pie. I did get a, I did run over to Ruby Reds. I had to f- do a couple closing baskets and we always mm-hmm. use Ruby Reds in our closing baskets. And so I did have to pick up some goodies. And while I was there, I picked up two pies, picked up the cranberry and the blueberry pie. So stick around for this next hour. It's going to be interesting, exciting. And again, if you're not hungry already, well, get get ready, get ready. for it. Yeah. yeah. And in the meantime, head over to the internet and type in myrapids.com or mynacusa.com. And that'll take you right to our Coldwell Banker section. And it gives all the listings in the area. It's a feed from the MLS. So we'll catch you in a bit. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> 